1 Samuel chapter 25. Now Samuel died, and all Israel assembled and mourned for him, and they buried him at his home in Ramah. Then David moved down to the desert of Paran. A certain man in Maon, who had property there at Carmel, was very wealthy. He had a thousand goats and three thousand sheep, which he was shearing in Carmel. His name was Nabal, and his wife's name was Abigail. She was an intelligent and beautiful woman, but her husband was surly and mean in his dealings. He was a Calebite. While David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So he sent ten young men and said to them, Go to Nabal at Carmel and greet him in my name. Say to him, Long life to you, good health to you and to your household, and good health to all that is yours. Now I hear that it's sheep shearing time. When your shepherds were with us, we did not mistreat them. And the whole time they were at Carmel, nothing of theirs was missing. Ask your own servants and they will tell you. Therefore, be favorable toward my men, since we come at a festive time. Please give your servants and your son David whatever you can find for them. When David's men arrived, they gave Nabal this message in David's name. Then they waited. Nabal answered David's servants with this, Who is this David? Who is this son of Jesse? Many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. Why should I take my bread and water and the meat I have slaughtered for my shearers and give it to men coming from who knows where? David's men turned around and went back. When they arrived, they reported every word. David said to his men, Each of you, strap on your sword. So they did. And David strapped on his sword as well. About 400 men went up with David, while 200 stayed with the supplies. One of the servants told Abigail, Nabal's wife, David sent messengers from the wilderness to give our master his greetings, but he hurled insults at them. Yet these men were very good to us. They did not mistreat us, and the whole time we were out in the fields near them, nothing was missing. Night and day they were a wall around us the whole time we were herding our sheep near them. Now think it over and see what you can do, because disaster is hanging over our master and his whole household. He's such a wicked man that no one can talk to him. Abigail acted quickly. She took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five dressed sheep, five seas of roasted grain, a hundred cakes of raisins, and two hundred cakes of pressed figs, and loaded them on donkeys. Then she told her servants, Go on ahead, I'll follow you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal what she was doing. As she came riding her donkey into a mountain ravine, there were David and his men descending toward her, and she met them. David had just said, it's been useless, all my watching over this fellow's property in the wilderness, so that nothing of his was missing. He has paid me back evil for good. May God deal with David, be it ever so severely, if by morning I leave alive one male out of all who belong to him. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off of her donkey and bowed down before David with her face to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, Pardon your servant, my lord, and let me speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. 
Please, pay no attention, my lord, to that wicked man Nabal. He is just like his name. His name means fool, and folly goes with him. As for me, your servant, I did not see the men my lord sent. And now, my lord, as surely as the Lord your God lives, and as you live, since the Lord has kept you from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands, may your enemies and all who are intent on harming my Lord be like Nabal. And let this gift which your servant has brought to my Lord be given to the men who follow you. Please forgive your servant's presumption. The Lord your God will certainly make a lasting dynasty for my Lord, because you fight the Lord's battles and no wrongdoing will be found in you as long as you live. Even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, the life of my Lord will be bound securely in the bundle of the living by the Lord your God. But the lives of your enemies he will hurl away as from the pocket of a sling. When the Lord has fulfilled for my Lord every good thing he promised concerning him and has appointed him ruler over Israel, my Lord will not have on his conscience the staggering burden of needless bloodshed or of having avenged himself. And when the Lord your God has brought my Lord success, remember your servant. David said to Abigail, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, who has kept me from harming you, if you had not come quickly to meet me, not one male belonging to Nabal would have been left alive by daybreak. Then David accepted from her hand what she had brought to him and said, Go home in peace. I have heard your words and granted your request. When Abigail went to Nabal, he was in the house holding a banquet like that of a king. He was in high spirits and very drunk. So she told him nothing at all until daybreak. Then, in the morning when Nabal was sober, his wife told him all these things, and his heart failed him, and he became like a stone. About ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Praise be to the Lord who has upheld my cause against Nabal for treating me with contempt. He has kept his servant from doing wrong and has brought Nabal's wrongdoing on his own head. Then David sent word to Abigail, asking her to become his wife. His servants went to Carmel and said to Abigail, David has sent us to you to take you to become his wife. She bowed down with her face to the ground and said, I am your servant, and I'm ready to serve you and wash the feet of my Lord's servants. Abigail quickly got on a donkey and, attended by her five female servants, went with David's messengers and became his wife. David had also married Ahinoam of Jezreel, and they both were his wives. But Saul had given his daughter Michael, David's wife, to Paltiel, son of Laish, who was from Galam. Now this chapter starts with a monumental event, and it is really underspoken the way that the, the Bible records this. But verse 1 says, Now Samuel died. That's all we're told. Now Samuel died. And so Samuel, the great prophet, perhaps the greatest prophet who ever lived concerning accuracy, the Bible says that none of his words fell to the ground from the time he was a little boy, died. And uh, all Israel assembled and mourned for him. 
and he's buried at his home in Ramah. That's verse one. That's all that's spoken. And friends, I kind of like that. I like that Samuel's life and even his death was spent pointing to God, not to himself. Even though this is the book of Samuel, and obviously he didn't write these words, he was dead. But the book of Samuel points to the Lord. It doesn't point to Samuel. It tells us about the life of Samuel, but the life of Samuel tells us about the Lord. May my life do likewise. May your life do likewise. When you and I are gone from the days of our flesh, may those who knew us know Jesus better as a result of us having lived. May those who knew us and those who know us know the God of Israel better by virtue of the fact that we lived, not so that our names would be great, but so that his name would be great. And so in that respect, Samuel died as he had lived. He died as the voice of another, pointing to Yahweh, the God of Israel. I admire him for that, friends, and I assume you do too. But David, uh, in this chapter, encounters um, a man named Nabal. Now, the name Nabal literally means fool. And Nabal was a rich fool. He was um, a very wealthy man with lots of cattle and and livestock. David had apparently uh, told his men to watch over Nabal's livestock when they were uh, feeding near his army. And uh, David now was hungry. He was looking for provisions. He said a very kind word to Nabal and said, please, um, uh, we watched over your, your herds. Now we need some provisions please, would you send us a little bit of food? He didn't even specify how much. He said, um, you know, basically, whatever you can spare, send us some food. And Nabal's response was very coarse, you know, basically mocking David. And um, uh, David rightly was very angry. And he said, you know, I've watched over this guy and taken care of him for nothing. And now I'm going to go kill this guy in his household. So Nabal happily was married to a very wise woman named Abigail. And this Abigail heard that that uh, Nabal had insulted David. She knew who, who David was, of course, and she decided to intercede with David. So she gets some food, and without telling her, her wicked husband, she goes to bring the food to David. And she intercedes with kind words and um, has a lot to say. And one of the things she said, interestingly, is in verse 29, she says, The lives of your enemies the Lord will hurl away as from the pocket of a sling. Of course, alluding to what David had done with the sling and Goliath. So now she's saying the Lord is going to fight David's enemies like David fought the enemies of Israel and the enemies of God. And she went on to say, When the Lord has filled for my Lord every goal and everything he's promised concerning him and has appointed him ruler over Israel, you won't need to have the conscience of having avenged yourself over me and my family. And so David had mercy because this wise woman interceded with wisdom and grace. This uh, Abigail goes back and and uh, tells her husband what happened. And it sounds like he had a stroke, but he had some kind of uh, physical illness. He lived another 10 days and then he died. And David said, hey, you know, I, I kind of like this Abigail. We don't know how much time it was later, but we assume it's weeks or months later. He sends some uh, messengers to Abigail saying, you know, would you would you like to be my wife? Your husband's dead. And uh, she says, you know, I would. (laughs) I'm ready. And so she um, packs up some female servants and goes and becomes David's wife. And uh, she stays as his wife for the remainder of her life, by the way. And then. There's, this chapter mentions in one verse, verse 43, that David had another wife. He'd married a woman named Ahinoam, 
of Jezreel. And so he had had uh, two wives. And remember, he had previously married Saul's daughter, Michael. But this chapter also records that Saul took David's wife and gave her to another man. And this was out of spite, of course. And uh, uh, this Michael, David's first wife, is now uh, betrothed to another man because of Saul's jealousy of David. And we end the chapter here. Lord, we thank you for the exemplary life of Samuel. Lord, what a champion he was. And Lord, may we live our lives in an exemplary way. When our lives are over, Lord, may all that remains be the memory of you and the lives we've affected for you and the souls we've pointed to you. Lord, that's all the tribute we need. That's what we desire in Jesus' name. Amen.